This is happening. Let me just do what I love to. No nine to five. This is Lifestyle Architecture Lab and I'm your host Himanshu Saxdeva. In this episode I'm talking to Aditya Pinto who is a dear friend. He is an ISEC alumni and currently works with a fintech company called Finpeg which is an investment robo advisory company which exclusively deals in mutual fund strategies and schemes. He is also a savvy investor and a runner. In this episode, we talk about his recent physical transformation, his training routine and his diet. We also talk about his journey with the youth leadership organization called ISEC, his experience while visiting multiple countries and learning about different cultures. We also talk about his internship experience with world's biggest beer making company and his journey from knowing almost nothing about investments to becoming a savvy investor. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Aditya Pinto. Hey Aditya, welcome to the show. Hey Manshu, thanks for having me here, it's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure as well. And I have been following you through social media like Instagram and Twitter. I could uh, say the same for you. <laughs> from past couple of years, I think. We got introduced through the running group, which is Nami Mumbai Runners. Right. And I think when you started cycling a couple of years ago, I was uh, following you on Instagram and Strava. And uh, at that time, I got intrigued with you and I started following you more closely. That is how I think we started uh, having conversation as well. Correct. We were always uh, chatting on and off in the running group as well. And I think we we thought to uh, hang out in real life, but that couldn't happen earlier. Yes. And it started uh, to take place recently when I when I was discussing with you and uh, at that time we thought we will hang out some correct that's when I discovered you run a podcast and you discovered that I I am uh, more inclined towards my what story that I have to share would be something interesting that your listeners would like to hear glad we could uh, hang out uh, today and uh, we are doing this show Uh, same you are likewise I mean it's a great coincidence after bumping into each other and today we're doing a podcast show that like life works pretty much in mysterious ways. And honestly, I was surprised that you're doing a podcast here because I, I haven't heard many Indians running a podcast show. Yeah, I've been I've been following this uh, podcast industry from uh, quite a bit now, like six, seven years. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, as you mentioned correctly, uh, in India, it is a little uh, less popular and uh, in India it is starting to get picked up right now right so I I was uh, just wondering you seem to have lost quite a bit of weight uh, in past few months how is your training and uh, dieting going on I'm really curious Uh, thanks for the compliment Imanshu but uh, honestly I haven't been running that regular 
lately due to monsoons <laughs> I'm, i get a little bit lazy uh, with because of the rains but i switched to healthy eating recently and it has uh, given me tremendous results not only in reducing weight uh, but i also changed my outlook towards healthy eating overall i lost uh, over 5 to 6 kilos in a span of 2 months wow and that's huge yes and if you just look at uh, uh, at how i appeared 2 months ago from today uh-huh. i probably looked and uh, looked like an uncle with a beer belly and i'm right yeah now, you posted that photo on instagram right uh, it was a story on instagram it's a story Pro- yeah. probably i'm not pretty sure i should keep it as a post for everyone to know <laughs> but okay great and uh, what kind of routine you are following right now and uh, what kind of dieting plan uh, you are uh, following mm-hmm. if any all right see uh, i do not have a fixed schedule or a routine as such uh on a normal day to day basis i get up around 6 to 7 am followed by either a run or uh, indoor exercises somewhere on 2 to 5 times a week although mm-hmm. not always regular like right now in the monsoon in the last one month i've been a bit lazy yeah me too uh, <laughs> and uh, i do read the daily uh, business news with the followed by uh, with my breakfast and then off to work and then come back have my dinner watch tv shows of course Uh, then i do a research on a little bit about personal finance or probably i might do uh, some ongoing studies that i'm working towards and uh, i and that's how my day ends so uh, that you you do the study at the end of the day well it depends if i'm studying then or not so uh, uh, it either i study or uh, do research on personal finance okay and uh, i was just curious uh, you mentioned uh, your transformation happened mainly because of the diet you followed not mainly because of the exercise routine uh, not majorly so, uh, did play a small role but yes yeah so what what is your uh, diet looking like right now so can you share a little bit more about that so just to advise for the listeners i am not a first uh, like an expert when it comes to food uh, just like most of you guys out there i earlier used to eat about probably anything that was served to me without second thoughts but recently i switched to healthy eating and I'll let me tell you how um i approached an online dietitian from healthy healthy find me this is the app it's healthy an app family. correct it's it's a fitness wellness app and this is completely online subscription based it is also has a free version to it i think it's great for people like me who don't know much about food intake how to have a diet plan if you go to a offline dietitian my god he'll charge you a lot yeah, probably five that. times or more first hand experience i have uh, one nutritionist approached me and uh, like eventually i found out that he was charging around 5 to 10000 rupees so it is quite a bit of amount right and we are moving to such a digital age right now that things are uh, accessibility is becoming so easy whether you want a trainer you want a dietitian you can just do it online Digitally. they can track you that's what healthify me was all about i had a certain daily target where i had to consume around 15 to 18 1700 calories i had to do a certain amount of workout to burn that much mm-hmm. uh, things to eat things to avoid i did some alternatives some switches is dietitian remember i used to think diet means you need to get expensive natural food mm-hmm. uh, it probably hits your pockets more trust me guys it doesn't uh, it is the cheapest thing available you just switch from something like a white rice to a brown rice it doesn't cost you at all uh, from a sugar to jaggery 
a few things here and there uh, something that you all can do which are publicly available and in uh, economical costs as well correct correct if you cannot do your own research you can go for something like this like i did go for an online dietitian take an expert opinion it's very affordable than rather going to a gym or going to a dietitian directly mm-hmm. they have a trainer too it's pretty good yeah but but how do you uh, intake proteins in your day to day life is it uh, because of meats you eat or i i guess you are uh, you are a non vegetarian right correct so is it the meats you eat or is it you are consuming some synthetic powder or See, something n- else nothing artificial no powder ingredients here now it depends on your goal also now my goal uh, with healthy farming was to lose weight now mm-hmm. you just imagine someone who has a beer belly and looks like an apple and uh, what i did was uh, basically the app had a database of all the indian foods so whenever i say i i ate this much amount of chicken i ate this much amount of rice mm-hmm. uh, the fish uh, chana dal or whatever it is it yeah. gives me the stats of how much proteins how much fiber carbs fat i have intake and that gives me a final number of mm-hmm. individual intakes as well as a final number this way my dietitian can check exactly what i'm consuming and how much i'm consuming so he can suggest you something correct add something or cut down correct. something uh, when i eat a samosa pav i enter it out the dietitian goes the next day in 24 hours aditya i told you not to have samosa pav <laughs> like uh, switch it with something else have fruits have this so this is exactly how your dietitian tracks you he knows exactly every single meal that you are having whether it is in breakfast or dinner i believe this is a very cost effective opinion uh, i agree i was also uh, using an app like this uh, uh, which is my fitness pal mm-hmm. a couple of years ago it had the similar functionality where you can track your food and track your uh, water intake and also find some dietitians online who can help you out in like uh, planning your diets etc so yeah for all you listeners out there i mean uh, healthify me worked pretty well for me it's a cost effective option uh, if you do not have the time to go to a gym or go pay expensive fees to a dietitian offline mm-hmm. you can try this app let me know in a few months get in contact with me on twitter uh, do give me your feedback if you happen to subscribe okay so i i was just curious uh, how do you carve out uh, time for your running and exercise uh, throughout the week especially the work days see uh, it's never really easy for for me or probably anyone uh, to cow out time we have to make time uh, there are times during the year i run regularly uh, exercise mm-hmm. uh, on a constant basis month over month there are times i don't like in the last one month i have not been exercising to be honest but um, i do make an effort that uh, at least i have a fit and active lifestyle over an extended period uh, at least throughout the year for me to being a professional and uh, i also don't get to uh, exercise in the morning sometimes so what i found helpful was to uh, run in the evenings I, so i i could put 1 hour or 2 hours max uh, in the evening after coming from office so that also gave me uh, a little bit edge because i could keep do it consistently in a consistent fashion hmm. so so that that was helpful i think half an hour is more than enough yeah. whether you would like to do an indoor uh, exercise or go for a 5 km run out i don't think that should be impossible task for anyone in my experience someone like uh, rashesh shah the ceo of edelweiss 
और चंद्रशेखरन हु इज द टाटा ग्रुप सीईओ इफ दे कैन मेक 30 मिनट्स टाइम टू रन आउटसाइड इट्स नॉट इम्पॉसिबल फॉर यू नो मैटर व्हाट स्टेज यू आर इन एग्री एग्री एंड आई वाज आल्सो क्यूरियस इफ इफ यू लाइक आउटडोर स्पोर्ट्स मोर और यू आर अ इंडोर स्पोर्ट्स गाय बिकॉज यू डू रन सो आई नो यू लाइक आउटडोर्स बट डू यू लाइक इंडोर्स एज मच और मोर वट इज आई फर्स्ट इनिशियली आई स्टार्टेड आउट विद फुटबॉल माई डैड वॉज अ फुटबॉल कोच एज वेल एज अ प्लेयर एंड आई डिड लव आउटडोर स्पोर्ट्स ऑलवेज एंड इवेंचुअली स्विस्ट आउट टू रनिंग definitely outdoor is always my first opinion i am ready to do cycling or go for a trek anything of that sort but uh, when it comes to indoor workout it's not always fun uh, see uh, to an extent uh, it's very boring you go to a gym uh, in a thousand square feet gym four close walls you don't have any friends around uh, probably you don't know what exercises to do nobody even cares mm-hmm. uh, horrible music is running on the background <laughs> not of your choice okay and uh, then you absolutely have no motivation you know every day what you're going to expect you're going to come your dumbbells are going to be right there at that end of the corner you need to lift it up and do reps at least 20 times yeah same thing for every other equipment exercise but when it comes to running it's not all that always predictable you don't know who you're going to meet outside what is the weather going to look like and uh, what exercise you're going to do sometimes it's just too spontaneous uh in that manner outdoor sports i think is so my go is is my go to i mean uh, even crossfit is interesting as such but uh, i am not meant for crossfit is the high intensity workout doesn't go well with my endurance workouts yeah i mean uh, hiit i also tried hiit which is high intensity interval training what i found out was uh, i was getting burned out after like 15 minutes of workout in hiit then i used as compared to the workout which i would put in in a long run like mm-hmm. a 20 uh, 20 kilometers run correct so in that sense hiit and uh, the endurance thing are completely opposite of each other okay so coming back to uh, your story which you told me about uh, isec so can you give a little more uh, context to the audience about what isec is and how it uh, transformed mm-hmm. your journey uh, and eventually leading you to an in- interesting internship right uh, so isec for those of you who are who are not aware what isec is uh basically is the world's largest non-profit youth run organization mm-hmm. and uh, it, this is uh, a really old organization since the post the world war 2 mm-hmm. uh and it's it has a network which is present in over 120 countries mm-hmm. so uh if you look at the larger aspect it is one of the best platform in my opinion if you're looking for real exposure in life uh, especially for the young college goers those who are between the age of 16 to 22 mm-hmm. I have had the opportunity to get a really good corporate exposure me the hrs vp at a young age of 2021 uh drive a leadership team organize a social uh, conference or business conference events and not to men- mention interact uh, with internationals over 20 countries wow now how often can you say that as a 20 year old you have interacted with over 20 internationals and you, at the same time say that i have 20 homes in in those different countries if uh-huh. i have to ever go there 
because yeah you made friends with those people yes and i have i have developed a good connection good relationship with these guys so next time ever i hit their country i can just call away and they like please come they'll be a host uh-huh. uh, they'll love, love to have me there so it's a great thing to network with uh, different uh, people from different countries and uh, learn about their cultures it is absolutely amazing platform uh, and i've been here for close to a one and a half year journey i had with this organization Mm-hmm. and i've never been a more forward thinker than i could possibly imagine because i was a guy who should not uh, uh, probably be a shy guy not talk to to many people out there introvert uh, i was a very much introvert um, you could say and uh, i didn't i was not smart enough uh, probably go out of the box do things i'm precisely exactly opposite right now i, mm-hmm. I go out of the box i network to a lot of people easily Mm-hmm. if you have to go up probably for any conference how confident are you that you could probably speak to most of the people out there mm-hmm. i couldn't do that with ease uh, i picked up a lot of skills from there and uh, i i don't think this podcast uh, this time that we have limited time would be enough to uh-huh. discuss the benefits that you know be there but for those of you who who got what i'm trying to convey here if you know someone a college goer please uh, encourage them to at least go out and try uh, try isec out and see what it is for themselves mm-hmm. i'm sorry i did not explain what does isec really exactly do uh, they facilitate exchange so they send mm-hmm. people abroad for internships mm-hmm. so like every other uh, uh, over 100 countries as present in mm-hmm. i send someone from here to poland to teach english to uh, polish kids out there at the wow. age of 8 8 to 12 that is interesting just, just an example so you have internships in every field for it management guys mm-hmm. and girls students can go uh, adults people in the, uh, in their mid 20s can go mm-hmm. uh, so it's a pretty great uh, option out there whether you want to go for an exchange or you want to be a part of isec and uh, lead it as an organization mm-hmm. we were discussing the other day when we met earlier and uh, you also told me uh, how you got your dream internship with the beer company oh yes uh, this would be good so uh, being a part of isec has this perks uh, which gets you various job internship opportunities from time to time uh, it could be to work with various startups or uh, to anything to a large mnc uh, who have previously engaged with isec through exchange maybe past alumni networks or even people who have noticed the potential of isecers because we have that kind of reputation over a simple regular graduate and uh, i was fortunate enough to join abn bev uh, uh for an abn bev is basically the largest beer company uh, for those of you who don't know it owns over 200 beer brands you must have even had their beer uh, budweiser corona oh, wow. stella it's from that group yes 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 they own all these beers so uh, i got an opportunity to go uh, be an intern with them in the market research team wherein uh, my i had a specific set of roles but that's not how i learned to operate in isec we we never stick to rules mm-hmm. uh, we that's the biggest uh, thing we had to do things our way out of the box given inputs so i in order to get a permanent position uh, convert my internship to something a permanent role i created an alcohol responsibility campaign this is something like a csr like so like large companies do a social campaign towards the community like giving back to the community same way alcohol companies are also responsible mm-hmm. how often do you your uh, someone alcohol company creating uh, drinking and driving uh, 
uh, awareness. Mm-hmm. They it's, don't. It's pretty less in it's, India. It's very rare. You barely notice it. And plus, it is largely ignored in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this was a good opportunity for me to create a campaign, to create a brand and responsibility awareness. But this was for the their India business or it was for... India. Okay. Uh, you are in Mumbai itself. Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, after... It, I did present this uh, this uh, this idea to presentation. my presentation to my marketing uh, marketing head that we had the team. Uh, they're pretty impressed. They liked the idea. However, due to certain reasons, they didn't wish to proceed uh, with the project. So, mm-hmm. and eventually, I uh, after my three months duration of my internship passed, they wanted to extend for another three months, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, I politely declined because I was looking for something more of a permanent role mm-hmm. and which they clearly weren't looking for. Um, they were looking for more of extension of your internship but yes. not the permanent, permanent yes. role. So it was more like a project basis. They were looking for someone to fill in that role uh, and I basically wanted something more. Mm-hmm. When you are a graduate, you want to work a full-time job. You want you want a good opportunity, a better paying role, yeah. uh, salary or whatever it is. So... I was looking for that and uh, I chose to go ahead and look for something else. Mm-hmm. Like uh, basically like everyone else, I, uh, I had to stumble upon the same question like now what next mm-hmm. after this? What next? So I was in a dilemma whether I should go and join a startup investment bank offer that I received from LinkedIn or try to pursue uh, my passion in sports. Uh, mm-hmm. I ended up going with the latter and I started working with Striders. Now, mm-hmm. Striders is the largest uh, marathon training group in Mumbai uh, into fitness and wellness. And they do also organize uh, marathon events. Okay, so this is the biggest uh, marathon event company in Mumbai. Uh, it is one of the largest marathon company, uh, marathon training groups mm-hmm. and event company mm-hmm. in this niche field. All right. And uh, we, as we were discussing earlier, uh, you told me uh, an interesting story about uh, the international uh, run which you did. So can you tell me more about that? And uh, you also told like you met the CEO of, of uh, TCS at that time uh, and Chandrasekhar. Yes, and yes. The CEO of uh, Mizuno, which is a shoe company. Right. Right, yeah. it's a sports, sports just like Nike. So, yeah. yes, I had an amazing opportunity from Striders where in, uh, we, went, we went to Amsterdam for the, for the marathon there. Oh, wow. Amsterdam uh, marathon event. Yes, yes. We did we go for the Amsterdam marathon there uh, with our trainees. We are around 40 people. I was in charge of all our guests. So uh, those were uh, some VIP uh, trainees or is it the normal crowd? Well, uh, when it comes to our organization, they were our special trainees, you could say, in a way. Okay. Um, and uh, yes, so it was a great uh, opportunity. I bagged that off. I wanted to go ahead with it. And um, this was something that was sponsored by TCS. Okay. They are the title sponsors of the Amsterdam Marathon. Mm-hmm. And they uh, basically covered major, major of our cost, whether it comes to accommodation, to food. Mm-hmm. And uh, the onboarding experience that they offered us was pretty good. We had uh, arranged also something uh, as Rijitsu Museum, local museum out there, a canal boat ride in Amsterdam. This was also arranged along with the whole itinerary that was outlined. Uh, so we okay. had an, also an exclusive invitation to the mayor's house. Wow. Yes. Uh, the mayor of Amsterdam. The mayor of Amsterdam then. Mm-hmm. Uh, over some wine and few delicacies. Now, 
now we felt really important because we got an invitation there uh, it was thanks uh-huh. to tcs but you don't often even if you go for international race you don't happen to get an invitation as at this in this kind at of this magnitude. Uh, magnitude right so i was lucky i fortunate enough to meet the mayor exchange a few words little did i know that i would be achieving my personal best for the half marathon Oh, you ran your first marathon, first international marathon, and you did your personal best. Yes, it was a half marathon, twenty-one kilometers. Okay. Uh, I the thing is, I never prepared myself for the for for a better timing or. But like any other runner, I did enjoy my time during the race. What was your time of half marathon? Uh, well, it was around one hour forty-eight minutes. Wow, that is pretty pretty uh, cool. Yes, like thanks. Starting uh, in the debut runs, if you say. Uh, the, I surprised myself also, <laughs> uh, and in fact, everyone out there, the guests, did not know I could run, and uh, considering I was the fastest runner among the whole bunch of trainees we got out there. Wow. While I had a really great experience there, while I was running the race, okay, like uh, the most of the race, I was accompanied by a local Dutch guy. Mm-hmm. uh who was running by my side so here's what i do normally during my races i look for someone who runs at my same as same speed as me and who could hold a conversation mm-hmm. i normally try to strike a conversation so i could get distracted about not thinking about my timing and more about uh the the moment there mm-hmm. the, the present moment so i got to know had a little small get to know conversation in the dutch the dutch guy he was probably in his mid 30s Mm-hmm. uh and we are supporting each other till the very end of the finishing line and that's the the runners high was so intense in that race it was probably one of the best races out there mm-hmm. the whole city had just come to a standstill to come and cheer you mm-hmm. or either or most of them were participants out there All right, right. It, it was amazing i right? you don't see that every day mm-hmm. and especially when you finish your race in an olympic stadium filled with people cheering for you wow it's magical and amazing it would have been magical yeah a little bit about uh, the people that who were there also along with us apart from the guests we had uh, n chandrasekhar and who was the then tca ceo who is right now the tata group ceo he was there with us uh, who is still is still an avid runner also ran the half marathon with us uh is rio soran yes he did he always runs he's done all the london new york even the tokyo marathon yeah, of course the mumbai marathon is like his home mm-hmm. so uh he runs a lot so uh, i think is it the reason why tcs is into so many marathons sponsorship yes it's is because um, chandra has a very uh something this is very close to his heart running if you see all the world six major six marathons mm-hmm. tcs is uh, a technology partner or associated in some way or the other so when you notice someone like chandra is so passionate about running at the same time uh, managing one of the most successful companies on a global level uh, i was fortunate enough to exchange a few words uh, with him before our race kicked off mm-hmm. now post our race we headed for an indian restaurant with our trainees for celebration like like how we do in uh, with our runners over here locally itself mm-hmm. and we were later accompanied by chandra chandra sir and um, his uh, uh, and mr akito mizuno uh, if for those of you who don't know he is president of the mizuno corporation and it's one of the largest sports uh, sportswear uh, sporting goods company in the world you could say similar, similar to, to a, nike similar to nike asics out there 
and uh, it, it was uh, not everyone gets a chance uh, chance to see such great leaders up close and i'm grateful for that moment wow that's great okay so coming back to the career progression as you were discussing with me earlier you started getting into investment later on mm-hmm. in your career after yeah. striders so can you tell a little more about that so initially i started learning how to trade in the indian forex market in early 2013 and in a month's time i decided to switch to the international forex market uh, for a better exposure Uh, however it took me a month to learn the initial basics and uh, learn a few technical analysis through online sources such as the forex websites your pdf documents books uh, youtube channels so initially i lost a couple of 100 dollars in the initial few years when i was learning forex uh, around the same time in early 2014 i left my old job with traders and moved to dubai where i was working in a local bank there and okay. apparently losing a couple of 100 dollars paid off and got me uh-huh. a job as a forex advisor oh wow how ironic it was i know and after spending 2 years in dubai i didn't see myself any different from the people around me uh, working long hours while i was sacrificing a hell lot more for uh, for money my health my social life uh, with friends and family and i decided probably let me just move back to india and start preparing for my gmat exam for my mba abroad mm-hmm. now from there on things didn't play out the way i wished and i ended up losing a year uh, over over this preparation i somehow had so con- gmat preparation you were doing yes yes it's not an easy exam at least not for me uh in most cases is it takes a lot of uh, takes a lot of hard work and uh, sometimes so, not everything is meant for you so like not everyone can do a ca or a cfa right. so it was the same with gmat for me and i somehow had concerns about my dad uh, uh, finances uh, during that time mm-hmm. uh, when i realized that he's been dealing with uh, his same stock broker uh, dmat broker since the late 90s Mm-hmm. And charges a stupendous brokerage of one percent on the trade volume. Wow, that's big. Yeah, which is four times the current brokerage in the market. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, like if you knew someone was charging you at that much high brokerage, wouldn't you stop your dad or do something about it? Of course. So that's exactly what I did. Uh, around that time, I had enough exposure as a banker where I had picked up some uh, good skills after interacting. with thousands of customers from my bank in fact looking at everyone's mistakes is how i became a better learner and those are the skills i picked up and became a better investor as well uh, well they were that didn't have any role in investing as such but decision making was very important part of what i learned over there mm-hmm. don't ever be hasty when it comes to any financial decision in your life take your own time whether it's a personal loan it's a credit card mortgage Mm-hmm. Uh, mutual fund or even stock investments right people who are like selling those things are always pushing you to the curve that you have to buy this mm-hmm. even if it might not be a great product but still uh, yeah. one such product is ulip in india which is a pretty much scam probably if you get the time to notice uh, ulip is does no good to anyone mm-hmm. if you want an insurance just go for a term insurance if you want an investment go for a mutual fund Correct. Don't take a ULIP. You will lose a lot. 
ஸ்பேஸ் it could be loans mortgage credit card insurance i know exactly how i could exploit these services mm-hmm. so uh, i went on a hunt for the best brokerage house in india for my dad and i happened to open an account with zerotha that charges the lowest brokerage in the industry that is zerotha z e r o d h a right yes correct mm-hmm. uh, so it is popularly known as a discount broker a discount broker is something quite different from a full service broker mm-hmm. now What is the main difference in between those two? Now, there are quite a few differences. Another thing is a full discount broker provides you research reports, an RM. They have uh, physical offices almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, none of these things are provided by a discount broker. All right. So It's more like DIY investor type of... DIY. Business. So yes, you do it yourself and the full Correct. service is like they're providing you a whole array of things with rms and everything yes yes mhm all right so eventually the next step was to learn how to trade uh, thankfully due to the tutorials available on youtube uh, developed by zerotha it was a cakewalk now mm-hmm. this was a turning point for me from here on whether i'll be a trader or an investor back then i didn't know the difference between the two and i made a few mistakes initially not a costly one or else my dad would have kicked me out of the house <laughs> but i improvise as time passed mm-hmm. and my dad been uh, very emotional about his stocks it took me more than a year uh, to convince him to slowly cut his lo- uh, losses down so i started researching on the various kinds of investment strategies that are out there and i happened to pick mine which i thought was a safe and steady bet uh, which is riding on the sector trends and patterns mm-hmm. now uh, here i realized there are two ways to make alpha by the way alpha means the active return on an investment it is the measure of performance of an investment against a market index like sensex which is considered to represent the market's movement as a whole one is asset allocation another is your stock picking skills mm-hmm. now just to give you an overview there is a bull market happening in one asset class at least at all points of time mm-hmm. since the great recession of the 1929 just to brief you in the last 50 years now i'm talking about the us markets as well here all right okay now from 1972 to 1980 commodities rallied and gold prices moved from 32 dollars to 800 dollars now this is in a 8 year span which wow. is 25 times your capital mm-hmm. okay if you are invested from so, 1980 to 1999 the inflation tops out of america where the bonds rally the dow jones rally from 800 in 1982 to 11599 more than like 15 times or so right right these are all wealth creation patterns Uh, a few more i have to say that is the 98 to 2007 the real estate prices in us china and india rallied 5 to 8 times it was a global trend towards real estate mm-hmm. 
the 2001 to 2011 gold rallies from 300 to 400 dollars per ounce to almost 1900 to 2000 dollars per ounce which is a five to six times gain in dollar terms wow and in 2009 to 2015 bond yields uh, uh drops to negative in the european nations where huge money printing and bond investors made three to 10 times depending on the nation they bought mhm from 2015 onwards there was a global equity rally led by us and technology stocks when i am saying this i refer to something like your netflix your google mm-hmm. uh, your facebook then they came came into the picture right. right now it's not difficult to predict which asset class would do well if you are a smart investor you can do it easily uh, if you are willing to put in a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. uh, there is always a bull market in one asset class the other thing that i highlighted earlier is the stock picking mm-hmm. now i am not a believer of buy and hold strategy because moats will be broken faster than you think in the next 5 to 10 years by the way moat is a competitive advantage which a company has over other companies in the same industry for example tesla tesla is a electric vehicle company uh, which has dominated the automobile industry in the united states because of their electric vehicles so that is their moat like just take for an example uh, if you have the telecom business mm-hmm. right vodafone and airtel were having moats over here for a long time where they had a larger market share mm-hmm. uh, reliance jio came in and disrupted the whole market it came with the fiber technology it came with 4g technology cost effective value option right the so, disruption happened correct so no one can always be uh, a market leader always most can be broken and we have noticed in the, we have noticed that quite a lot in recently most companies have a distribution as a moat which has already been broken by technology now the our dts tech, uh, dts cable you are mm-hmm. having airtel you have tata sky mm-hmm. people are replacing it with netflix hotstar mm-hmm. this is a trend and i believe there are trends in the market for for example in uh, 1989 to 1992 cement stocks like acc and ambuja went up 70 times 70 times yes but only in 2006 14 years later we saw those levels again so it's like after a decade or so correct hmm. so it came back to same levels so no leader can be a leader forever also at the same time right. hul uh, hindustan unilever is a super more stock it hit 300 levels in 2000 and used to trade there but consumers underperformed in the 2003 to 2007 bull market mm-hmm. the only time you saw hul back to 300 was in 2011 11 years later so that was also like a decade ago correct what you need to understand trends happen for a certain duration for a certain period you need to know when to get in and get out mm-hmm. now when i'm saying when to get in not when it hits the newspaper uh, today you need to get in 6 months or 1 year before it hits the newspaper Right. You don't buy when everyone is buying. You don't buy when everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I just give you the recent example. If you if you were following the news recently, you would come to know that plastic ban was inevitable and it was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are smart enough, you would have known which are the listed companies in the plastic space, alternate uh, to plastic space, like people who are doing now an alternate to plastic. If you go to see, is jute bag and paper bag mm-hmm. that is happening right now. the plastic ban is implemented only in maharashtra and gujarat two states right only a few listed players in these companies uh, in in the stock exchange would benefit from it mm-hmm. now let's assume this plan is very effective 
and uh, let's say it is followed by the other states also since it was successful in these two states mm-hmm. assuming in the next uh, one year two years or whatever you will see a huge rally in these alternate stocks which are benefiting from the plastic ban jute and paper stocks correct yeah so uh, not that i'm telling you to buy go and buy these stocks i'm of just course. giving you an example of disruption disruption exactly. disruption creates trends now because uh, this will be probably maybe a, sh- a long term trend because the thing is pl- plastic is not going to stay for long and definitely it's a threat to our uh, natural environment here i think there are uh, the plastic industry itself right now is pretty big and they they don't want to get killed so that is what Correct. they are pushing also but uh, as the awareness is spreading due to that the plastic companies are now like uh, reducing in the market there demand for an alternative of plastic right and there is going to be a supply or there might be a better alternative too you need to think about that mm-hmm. uh, just take another example uh, let's say public sector banks mm-hmm. and private sector banks mm-hmm. uh, the private sector banks in the last 5 6 years are taking a huge market share from the public sector bank you see they are having high default on loans they giving loans to politicians they giving loans to other companies people are not paying back and then your rbi comes in and gives you recapitalization so in this way the numbers of a public sector banks are always bad they never learn from history they keep repeating history and again again and private sector like yes bank hdfc kotak kindersen they are smart enough to take your share they don't let go of these people easily now if you look from another perspective let's say it take a, a demonetization close to 2 years ago mm-hmm. what happened probably most of us did not know what would happen is that everyone's money whoever is hiding their stash wherever in their house uh, just uh, it was discovered and Correct. people wanted to hide that money so w- one notice is that gold was a very good investment still then it is still now for some people mm-hmm. and what people went is they switched from uh, unorganized a jewelry to an organized jewelry wherein people went to something like joy lucas or uh, pc jewelers pc jewelers or any other jewelry and went and converted their black money cash into, into gold, gold into gold because gold is not regulated as as of yet still now I they had to hide that money in some form they can't put it in the bank because they have to disclose their taxation mm-hmm. uh, not where the source of income is now what will happen the numbers of these gold companies listed in the stock exchange will show good for the next few quarters and the stock will rally as simple as that uh, you don't need to be a ca or a cfa to make uh, money in the stock market you need to be smart you need to make the right decisions look for disruption look for opportunity size mm-hmm. for example like the plastic ban uh, what i did is i used certain uh, uh, certain tools which i'll probably explain later on but your goal my personal goal i'll just tell you is to compound my money at 20 25% for a long long time mm-hmm. and it not necessarily be stocks i would eventually diversify myself across many asset classes to reduce my over exposure uh, like mutual funds you have derivatives you have crypto forex and etc so everybody in the stock market knows that 26% cagr by the way cagr means compound annual growth rate The compound annual growth rate is a useful measure of growth over multiple time periods. In ten years means ten times your wealth, whereas twenty six percent CAGR for twenty years is hundred times your wealth. So let's say your one crore today would be hundred crores in twenty years. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, with just 26 a uh, kagor compounding isn't that a good number it's amazing number but uh, honestly not everyone can do a 26 but definitely 15 20% it's the 1% people who do it probably it is possible if you are smart enough uh, if you want to rise above an average investor but 50 20% is definitely not impossible mm-hmm. it is very much possible and that is not a bad goal either mm-hmm. uh, but if you have to see the data suggests that a study done by a peer mm-hmm. that less than 500 individuals in india who have compounded their capital at 26% for the last 20 years 500 individuals in india less than 500 individuals wow it this will be your huge uh, you could say bull investors your rakesh chunjunwala your porinju the big shots uh, yes uh, and about 2000 people uh, who have compounded <coughs> at capital at 16% Now, even assuming you compound your capital at fifteen, sixteen percent, it's still not bad. You're still doing way better. Most people are worried about the next crash or the next political uh, uh, campaign, but trust me, these things don't matter. If you are invested for a long time, you are bound to make a lot of money. But mm-hmm. just make sure that you make the right decision. Mm-hmm. In markets, you need a vision or strategy, uh, patience to take on volatility. all you need to do is use your common sense on investing yeah agree uh, i think common sense is uh, something which not only in, in investing but in life you require to move forward uh, well most people do lack a little bit of common sense when it comes to investing itself and they go for big technical analysis and fundamental analysis mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to just to think a little bit more simple uh more ordinary to make your extraordinary returns yeah true so coming back to the question uh what is one of the most worthwhile investments you have ever made well uh to be precise it's time uh let me explain you why now if i hadn't relentlessly spent at least 30 minutes every day for the last one to two years I wouldn't have reached to a concept of financial freedom. Neither would I have grasped half the knowledge I have to, today towards investing. So I believe uh, it reflects the kind of time that I have spent in uh, learning something is the best investment I have made in my lifetime. Sounds great. And as we are talking about financial independence, and you also talked about. Uh, early retirement when we were discussing earlier yeah can you tell me what is uh, financial independence or financial freedom for you and why why do you want to retire by 40 uh well uh, just to, just to correct you 40 is the last uh, you could say uh, age i'm expecting to retire i want to retire I, before 40 in fact <laughs> if it happens before that mm-hmm. well and good mm-hmm. so financial freedom can mean different things to different people it's a very subjective topic uh, we all aspire to do well in life get into the best colleges do an mba from a top global institute earn a higher salary or even run a business of your own um, but why should financial independence be any different from the rest of them mm-hmm. uh, so personally for me uh, it's more than having just a hefty bank balance for the rest of your life uh it's about making the tough choices that you wouldn't normally do if money wasn't a factor uh now let's assume you had unlimited abundance of wealth how would you live your life differently from what it is today would you choose a 9 to 5 job or take risk in what you're doing 
uh, in what you're really passionate enough to gi- uh, give it a try. Mm-hmm. So if it was me, I'd take risk in doing things I've never had the courage um, and be who I was meant to be. It can be running a 100km plus ultra marathon, doing an Ironman race, travel the most remotest unknown places others haven't even heard of, uh, live with the tribal community in a South American country. So what I'm trying to say here is that all these experiences can be broken down into moments. And an average person doesn't experience more than 400 such moments or even less in their lifetime. Uh, just how, do, how did you get to this number, 400? Now, uh, the thing is, I did not Google it out. I just made that number up because depending if I had to live my life from a 9 to 5 job or run a business, uh, h- how many moments would I live? How many such experiences will I have? So a moment, it could be anything, probably running your first marathon or probably going for a trip uh, overseas. Let's say I went to Jordan this year mm-hmm. and uh, I went to the Dead Sea. So if you're aware, Dead Sea is the most saltiest lake on earth and mm-hmm. you can literally float on the uh, on the water. On top of the water. On top of the water. So wow. that is a moment. An average person might not have more than three to four moments in a year. Right. Uh, that's that's just a general number I just made up depending mm-hmm. on my example. Right. If I had to choose another option. Because a 9 to 5 worker who is working in a company, they mm-hmm. usually take leaves like uh, every quarter or probably 6 months. Right. So, 3 to 4 experiences as you are saying. So, Correct. if a person lives out to be 80 years old, so every year 4 Correct. moments you say. So, it is it comes around to 50 moments. I want to live as many moments or such instances as I can live in my lifetime. And that is why financial freedom is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what is your uh, biggest failure or I, I should rather say favorite failure till now? Well, uh, uh, I'll just give a recent example. I've failed a lot of times and I'm more than I know. Uh, but that didn't stop me uh, from not failing again. Uh, mm-hmm. At least not in the same thing. But uh, so two years ago, uh, when I made a choice to leave a well-paying job in Dubai as a banker and return home to prepare for my GMAT exam uh, for my MBA, little did I know that I would have so much difficulty in securing a high score. Uh, I wasn't prepared to fail. And somehow I just happened to. And I did feel lost for a long time, uh, which led to a darker path for me. And while at the same time, I got closer to my family and eventually discovered how I could turn it all around. Uh, mm-hmm. A long road to financial freedom with patience and discipline, I believe I can certainly get there. That is interesting and I wish you all the best in that Thanks, uh, financial uh, freedom path. And moving on, uh, what kind of uh, media do you watch on daily basis hmm. and any uh, book? books or any uh, shows you want to recommend when it comes to investing uh, if you're talking investing aspect uh, in terms of what media you consume i have a very few limited uh, sources mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to business news uh, that is bloomberg quint now this is not something available on your tv this is more like an online model where you will see on a youtube web based mainly it's a Bombay-based uh, company itself, but uh, they're, a, they're a new company altogether, but the quality of news is very enriching. So, I think uh, Bloomberg acquired them recently or sometime uh, well, back. I'm, I'm not really uh, aware about that part. Mm-hmm. So, we'll Bloom- check it out. 
So Bloomberg Quint is one of the best in terms of if it is you, you talk about business news or stocks, mm-hmm. uh, financial market aspect, mutual funds, insurance, and so on. Um, what you should not consume is any other, I believe, uh, other channel that is there, whether it is a, a Hindi Marathi channel or any English channel that is there giving you tips, uh, trades, recommendations. Please, if it is out there in the media and they give you recommendation, you should definitely not buy it. Uh, that's just another trap for a retail investor. Right. So just because it's out in the news, trust me, that is the last thing you should look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, please do your own research because the thing is, news is going to catch up with the, the news pretty late. So where someone is looking to exit a stock, that's when they'll recommend you a stock. And yeah. that's where... When the, you enter, so that time the stock uh, yes. falls down. And that's where the big institutions and all make money at, at basically at your cost, your capital. Uh, the other source of uh, news, the consumed media is a podcast channel into personal finance. Mm-hmm. One of my very favorite personal finance shows is, uh, is Paisa Vesa. Okay. It's an India-based uh, it, It's an India-based. Show. Anupam Gupta, uh, this guy, is, he's a one-man show. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for the last uh, close to over a, over a year. Mm-hmm. And you will get almost everything from your credit cards to mutual funds, uh, your uh, loans to... Uh, personal finance, everything one-stop related shop. One-stop shop for personal finance. Mm-hmm. They are great. They are, I think there are more than 130 episodes out there till now. Wow. Uh, so, uh, if you really want to consume some good uh, knowledge uh, uh, in terms of personal Paisa finance... Paisa Vaisa podcast. Paisa Vaisa. I believe uh, Himanshu will put a link out. Yeah, there I'll put a shows. link uh, for this in the show notes. So, for books... Uh, I, I see I'm not really great when it comes to books um, I never whenever I start a book I don't end up finishing it um, but uh, I have kept a list of books in under my uh, uh, for me to read on later on mm-hmm. one such book which I am currently reading is uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad you may have read yeah I've heard about it it's a big mm. book it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it's by Robert uh, Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki and yeah. Sharon Letcher uh-huh. So, it is basically where your common sense comes in here. And uh, this is common sense that has been used in life, in investing. So, I think this is a great book a for great everyone. Book to start yeah. with. Yeah. You don't need need to be a savvy person in investing or stocks to mm-hmm. read a book like this. This is something meant for everybody and you can learn a lot from here. Yeah. So, Aditya, yeah, this was a great conversation we had and... Uh, I think we can go on for like forever here, but uh, I would like to do that in our next episode probably. But for now, any parting words for our audience? Well, uh, so uh, a few things I'll give you guys uh, so that that could help you a few tools like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to invest in direct equity, the simplest way would be to buy the market leaders in a sector or an industry and sit tight and hold. Uh, it could be something like Indigo in aviation, HDFC bank uh, in the banking segment. It's, these are something we have 15 to 20% compounder. Uh, if you are not confident about, if you're not sure what are the sector leaders, market leaders uh, in a particular theme or a sector industry, you can choose the mutual fund option. There are a lot of innovative uh, fintech companies that is financial technology companies something like a paytm in the same way for a mutual fund uh, in this space who don't just provide an online investment platform but a smart investing uh, 
tools they use something like a data science or algorithms etc uh, which help you achieve your goal and uh, these are there are like a large base of around 40 to 50 companies as such which you can easily find if you just google search and online investing into fintech into mutual funds if you are smart enough you take enough time you will find some are quite superior to others and that's where your research and your time comes in that's where you need to put in your hard work and when it comes to direct equity if you do not trust yourself let someone else do your homework like i said you don't need to be a ca or cfa to invest in stocks there is something uh, in zero da which is a uh, a small association of it called as small case small a, case yes a small case is basically just like a mutual fund uh, where it is is just a basket in that basket there are stocks of around 10 to 20 or uh, 20 or so stocks. small case is the company who does this thing yes small case is a company and they have a basket they call every basket a small case this is based on an idea or a theme let's say a gst opportunity monsoon uh, it could be rare re forms uh, this could be uh, with regards to uh, let's say growth value investing so there are people who do research and buy these stocks and put it in a portfolio in a small case based on the idea and theme all you have to do is check out the best idea theme and invest in it uh, as long as you are pretty sure about them uh, you are good to go so and they rebalance they change the stocks buy and sell from time to time when they think the fundamentals or technical whenever so is it is it happens in a automatic fashion or is it like people behind it and doing it uh, it's a small case so small case let's say there are 10 stocks it's a gst opportunity theme i uh, let's say there it is around 5000 to buy a small case they charge you 100 rupees flat fee which is minimal mm-hmm. okay uh, i press the buy, uh, buy option it buys all these stocks in one click okay? okay and then probably one month from there on they remove one stock i'll get an email alert saying that this stock is removed if you would like to proceed kindly click over here I click is remote, but this switching and switching happening switching automatically. Switching is also happening automatically. You get email alerts. If you do not choose to do it, you that is up to you. Okay. But they give you an alert if they you provide you some cues and directions. Correct. So they have a research team who does all the researching. It's just like a fund manager managing mutual funds of a stock portfolio of thirty or forty. Mm-hmm. Same way, this in a small case, just that you're investing in equity. So this is a smart way. Just like let someone else do your homework. Right. Uh, just you need to have uh, use your common sense. Like I said, uh, invest in the right idea or a theme. Uh, the other parts are, if at all, you would like to track certain portfolio stocks. Let's say some news is coming when the quarterly reports happen of a particular stock, a shareholding pattern, investor analyst meet, when the dividend is declared. In order to know all these news, you can. There is a site called as Greener dot in, okay. Don't worry about the. I'll I'll put the I'll put the tools and all the related links in the show notes. Hmm. But here are the tools which uh, uh, Aditya wants to mention. Right. So I was saying it's greener dot in. You will get all your financial related news uh, based on the stocks that you have on your watch list or portfolio mm-hmm. you add for. You can uh, see all the financial statements, everything from balance sheet, profit and loss. The other. one similar to that is called uh, market atp something similar to screener so screener and market atp are like uh, places where you can track uh, certain stocks and, and they can send out uh, email based uh, alerts as well based on some trigger correct mm-hmm. so uh, and 
if you are tracking your portfolio this is something really important please if you are trading in uh, in uh, in stocks uh, especially uh, you probably want uh, a good portfolio tracker uh, yeah. money control is a very old uh, uh, portfolio tracker per se if you yeah, even it, i use that till now that's the old one if you want to track live prices for instance but if you want a little more uh, analytical uh, more advanced research uh in terms of valuation technicals uh, growth and everything there are algo based uh, far advanced portfolios uh the two of them uh, which are one is trendline and mm-hmm. the other one is market mojo market mojo and yes. trendline uh, yes. which are in, uh, similar to money control uh, for the portfolio mo- tracking but much advanced much advanced much better mm-hmm. uh and apart from that if at all just for personal finance related uh, in order to understand how much you need to invest you definitely need to track your expenses track basically. your budget basically yeah correct so your income expenses this is something i personally use it's called dollar bird it's uh, an app it's an app it's probably there is there in ios as well as uh, your uh, dollar bird google, right google app store yes d o l l a r b i r d so i'll put that as well in the right. links so yeah. this is the probably the best uh tracking in terms of uh, your your budget your expenses mm-hmm. uh in my personal opinion yeah there is there is another one which uh, which i would like to mention which is uh, perfios p e r f i o s perfios is a, a personal uh, uh, money tracker or you can say uh, uh, your consolidated uh, portfolio tracker mm-hmm. which i am using from past 5 years almost and it's a india based company only and mm-hmm. the best part is you can connect this portfolio tracker or um, uh, this particular tool with all your bank accounts all your dmat accounts and it fetches the information directly mm-hmm. with just one click and keeps on refreshing the information so that whenever you are logging into perfios dashboard mm-hmm. you will have a, a one view of what money uh, like what you what assets you have and mm-hmm. what liabilities you have right. and also any transactions which has happened in any of your accounts which they will pop up and uh, you can check them uh, at wow, the one view it that's great that's that's new for me i'll note that down yeah please put a link for that too sure. <laughs> well uh, aditya it was great talking to you and uh, finally where can people uh, reach you if if you if you want to mention any uh, instagram or uh, twitter handles or any social media handles uh well hey much thanks for having me here uh, it's been a pleasure uh for those who would who are more inclined to in terms of travel and uh, sports related outdoor sports related you can follow me on instagram uh my username is same for both for instagram as well as twitter that's aditya pinto my full name mm-hmm. and uh, for those of you who like to keep track of finances would like to get in touch uh, um you can contact me on twitter i also work with uh, algo based robo advisory firm into mutual funds uh we what we do here is quite unique if any of you all would like to know more about it feel free to get in touch with me on twitter or himanshu will help you out with if you want a direct contact yeah that's great so i'll put all the good stuff from this episode and the links in the show notes section of this episode That's it for today guys. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. Hey guys, this is Himanshu again. Now, before you move on, here's something I want to share with you. I have one weekly 
newsletter which is called Saturday Pentacle. You can think of it as a weekly one-page magazine for the curious minds where you'll find five awesome things which I've been pondering on in the last week. It may contain popular articles, blogs, photographs, Instagram posts, books, videos, products or thoughts. It's completely free. If you want to get it, just go to himanshusasdeva.com. That's my name, himanshusasdeva.com and drop in your email. You'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening.